if we can give you the update before we get to the next program. Let's listen to the ID. Florida's good news station, WCNO, Palm City. Okay, we're going to uh, check real quickly and see if we have a gift of at least $10 so I can let you know what happened. Okay, there is a caller on the line, Jeanette from Boynton Beach, giving a gift of $10. So the matching funds challenge was met, and we thank you very much, Jeanette. It's time now for the Revealing Truth. Navigating the real estate market in Florida today can get a little crazy. Ozzy Carbonell of Century 21 All Professional is here to help. Today on the Treasure Coast and in the Palm Beaches, the housing market is back in full force, and there are a number of financing and home buyer programs. Understanding and incorporating the right program can be essential when purchasing real estate. It also can be very time-consuming and painstaking. In short, the complexities of purchasing a home in today's market can be like riding on a crazy train. Home buying doesn't have to be crazy. Ozzy Carbonell of Century 21 All Professional is offering a free seminar on how to prepare to buy a home, what programs are available to you, and how you can qualify. You can sign up for this free seminar by contacting Ozzy Carbonell at 561 201 5499. The number again is 561-201-5499. También hablamos en español. Truth Radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. Hi, this is Ed Myers, realtor with Century 21 All Professional and member of the National Association of Realtors. Whether you are buying, selling, or renting a home, understanding the market can be essential. I'm a Century 21 top producer, recipient of the Century 21 Presidential Award, Century 21 Centurion Award, and Quality Service Pinnacle Award. I proudly serve the United States Marine Corps, and now I'm specializing in serving the Port St. Lucie, Stewart, Fort Pierce, West Palm Beach, and surrounding areas of the Treasure Coast. Real estate is the key to building long-term wealth, whether you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a home, a first-time home buyer, or an investor. Letting an experienced professional with a proven track record can make all the difference. I would love the opportunity to help you. You can reach me by phone or text at 772-342-0047. Again, that number is 772-342-0047. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. 
grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. The truth is, it's really what we do when we get, when it comes to a mate, we look for two things. We look for personality, and we look for packaging. That's good, Pastor. Mm. Come on, when you were young, it was all about personality and packaging. Come on, ladies, he might have a D average in high school, mm, but he ought to see him move on the dance floor. He's hot. Mm. Come on now. Praise the Lord. He might have a six-pack right now, but you better hear me. In about 50 years, it's going to be a keg. Man, you see her, she looked like a Barbie doll. Woo, she's good looking. Well, give it 50 years. She looked like a Cabbage Patch baby. That is, so, somebody said, ain't that the truth? <laughs> mm, look at her eyes. Well, you better get a look at them now because one day you ain't going to be able to see them. They're going to be clouded up with cataracts. I'm being real with you. We get old, we get frumpy. Listen, I know you don't believe this, but I used to be skinny and have hair and was good looking. Kim did not marry this. She ain't crazy. There ain't nothing wrong with her. At one time, this looked really good. There has to be something in life more than have you seen his six-pack or have you seen her eyes? Come on, amen. How many of the problems, not only do we do that with friends and not only do we do that with a spouse, but we do that with people in the church. We judge them. We size them up on their packaging and their personality and never take the time to get to know their character. Huh? Somebody walk in the church and somebody don't smile at them. The first thing you know, well, what in the world is wrong with them? I don't want to have nothing to do with that person. They're sitting over there. I'll sit over here. Well, how do you know she didn't have a little bit of gas this morning? Can't manage a smile. You don't know her character. Is that too much truth? But we make assumptions and we make judgments based on packaging and personality. When God don't do that. Come on, help me somebody. Amen. Amen. Mm. What kind of a relationships do you build with people in the church? Well, you know, Pastor, I hang out with my kind of people. You know, my kind of people. I want to have things in common with them, really. Really. Come on, amen. I always say like this. Man, I get up. I get up on Sunday morning. Pastor texts me at 7 a.m. like I'm still awake or something. Praise the Lord. Y'all mad at me, ain't you? Y'all don't realize when I'm texting you at 7, I've already been praying for you for two hours. So receive it with gladness. <laughs> or mute your phone and check it when you wake up. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But that's what we do. We go, man, I, I, I got to go to church. I get what I need when I get in church. And then when I get out of church, I ain't got no time for church people. I got a life. I ain't got no time for all their problems. I ain't got no time for all their stuff. I just go live my life by myself. I come in, pastor. I hear the, I like to love the worship. The worship at True Church is amazing. It's good. I love the worship. I love the word. I love hugging everybody after the offering. But that is it. Life is wonderful. I ain't got time for nobody. 
Huh? And then all of a sudden, life hits a wall, and we believe, and what we believe we do to protect ourselves really causes us damage because in our time of need, we don't know who to share it with because we don't know nobody. And we sit at home and isolate with all of our problems when God put a body of believers in our life to hold our hand and lift us up and encourage us and help us walk through whatever it is we need to get through. Because life was not meant to be lived alone. Praise the Lord. Amen. Life was meant to be connected to somebody. Hmm? Isolation will kill you. And when you are isolated and have to fight battles by yourselves, that's when the devil can come in and deceive you. He'll get you believing everything that ain't true about your life. Listen, I've used this analogy before. It's like watching the animal kingdom. I mean, when all the lions, the pack of lions, are, are, are watching the herd, who do they go after? The little weakest one that's fallen out of the group. Everybody else is over here, and there's one all by himself, and there's the lion. It's dinner time, baby. Oh, isolated. I mean, that's what the devil does to you when you ain't got nobody in your life. You were not meant to live your life alone. Come on, amen. This is what Peter was talking about on the day of Pentecost. He said, listen, I'm, I'm telling you, per, I'm telling you, save yourself from this perverse generation. Hmm? That means this, this twisted, this bent way of thinking, this counterculture of God. The, don't live the way the world approaches things. I want you to save yourself from it because if you live by the way this world lives by things, this twisted agenda, you will never become the person that God wants you to be and you will get isolated in this way of thinking and it will bring destruction on your life. Come on. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God. Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Wow. Yeah, we don't hear that much preached anymore. That was preached in the 60s and the 70s. Uh, everybody, everybody grew up in the charismatic Pentecostal movement of the 60s and 70s. I ought to hear you shouting amen right now. Come on, huh? Hmm? The truth is, is when most of that stuff was preaching, we heard that stuff and heard the word preach, but we just thought it meant you shouldn't go here, you shouldn't do that, you, you, you shouldn't have that, you shouldn't do this. I mean, everything, everything would send you to hell when you was a kid. Everything you did would cause you to go to hell. Amen? We taught if it made you grin, then it was a sin. People were raised up onto that. And they didn't, and they didn't wear makeup. They wore potato bags down to their ankles. They didn't wear jewelry. They didn't go to movies. They didn't go to football games. Come on, somebody. Because if you was a friend of the world, then you was an enemy of God. Come on, somebody, huh? But that's not what that scripture means. So what does it mean to be a friend of the world? Because if you read this, it looks like God just hates the planet. If you're a friend with anything on the planet, then God just hates it. Come on, how I many that's what it looks like if you take it at face value, amen? And, and not only does he hate the planet, he hates everything in the planet. Because how I many know when you did those things like going to a movie or going to a football game? or Because or, everything back then, back in a long time ago, was a sin. Some of y'all didn't grow up in church, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Who knows what I'm talking about? Raise your hand. 
Come on, huh? And just for the record, can I just say I thank God for my parents. They didn't raise us that way. Our parents raised us in a Pentecostal church, but they taught us whatever you have a steady diet of will manifest in your life. I grew up knowing that. That whatever Jason puts in, that's what's going to grow in his life. We, they always gave us the choice. They gave, we were pro-choice family. How you like that, Republicans? We were a pro-choice family. My parents said, look, I set before you life and death. In case you don't know what to do, choose life. But it's your choice. Whatever you get a steady diet of, that's what's going to manifest in your life. And you know what? I didn't believe them for a long, 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 long time until I woke up in a jail cell with all kinds of criminal charges and strung out on drugs and didn't know where my life was. And all of a sudden it dawned on me, hey, maybe mom and dad's right. Maybe I should have been choosing this life thing all along. Because death ain't working out too good for me. Now you ain't going to shout me down. But come on, amen. Hmm? This is what James was saying. He was saying to have friendship. Everybody say friendship. friendship. This is what he was saying. If your affections and your attractions are motivated by the world, it will put you at odds with God. If what you're attracted to, if what you're, with, with, with the affections of your heart, if they are motivated towards the system of this world, it will put you at odds with God. World. Everybody say world. The world in the Greek is the world cosmos. Everybody say cosmos. I mean, when you go check out at Publix at the checkout line, there's a magazine on the thing that says cosmopolitan. Come on, somebody. Amen. That's what the world means. That's what that word means. It literally means the order of things. It's, it's how society is trending. It's, it's what's taking place, what's going on, what's current now, what's cool now, what, what's the style now. That's cosmopolitan. What makes you hip right now? Cosmos, the way of the world. And he's saying if you set your affections on the cosmos and on what the world considers to be right, you are going to be at odds with God because what the world considers to be right Right, and what God considers to be right are two entirely different things because the world's motivated is all about being selfish. What can I do for me? How can I have fun? It's a me, 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 and a I, I, I. In the kingdom of God, it's all about everybody else. It's about living the life that is selfless and not selfish. Amen? Mm? Come on, you can write this down if you want to. God is not so much interested in what you do He's just interested in why you do it. I'm going to try it again. God is not so much interested in what you do. He's more interested in why you do what you do. Because it's about your motive. Amen? In other words, God is, is wanting to under, wants you to understand the motivation behind the decisions that you make for your life. Are they selfish or are they selfless? Are they done out of greed or are they done out of charity? Because I mean, you can do a lot of the wrong things for the right reasons and your motives be pure. I think I lost about half of you right there. Come on, somebody. Now, y'all going to push on me, but I'm telling you the truth. The Bible said, be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. Somebody said, well, you know, being a Christian, I just get pushed around all the time. Well, you shouldn't. You should be wise as a serpent. And harmless as a dove. Hmm? Anytime David misled his enemies, the Bible didn't call it a lie, even though David lied. The Bible called it wisdom. Oh, you need to read your Bible. I'm going to leave that right there because I think some of y'all, your brain's about to pop. 
He's interested in what thought patterns are controlling your life to the point that now you believe it's okay to act the way you act. That you have approval to behave the way you behave. To treat people the way you want to treat people. To live the lifestyle that you have chosen to live for yourself. What is it that justifies your action? Is it because of the way of the world? Or is it because of the way of God? Because one leads to death. You can believe that. Come on, amen. So it's the attitudes of the world. What do you mean attitudes, pastor? Well, here's a good attitude of the world. Here's one of the biggest ones. We're just going, we're going to hit on this one today. How many know in the world we are taught this? It is me before you. You know what we talk? It is me before you. In fact, sometimes it's preached in the church in the form of self-help programs across the pulpit. And we say things like this. I can't love you until I first learn how to love me. You ever heard that? That ain't in your Bible. I just help you. I, just, I think that was worth everything you got here for. That is not in your Bible. Come on, amen. Somebody said, well, the Bible says that. No, 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 no. That is not in your Bible. That's what happens when you read the Bible with a worldly point of view, trying to interpret it through your eyes and not his eyes. You will get that. I can't love you unless I learn how to love myself. That is bull. We'll leave it right there. We'll stop that word right there. Bull. Come on, somebody. Amen. Anytime you interpret Scripture through self-centered eyes, you will always come up with a self-centered philosophy to benefit yourself. The Bible was written from the place of sacrificial living to benefit others. Matter of fact, the whole kingdom principle of God is that we live our life sacrificially to benefit everybody else. And when everybody does that, then everybody's blessed. It ain't about all I can get and get what I can get while I can get it and then sit on what I got. It's about what can I do to help my brothers and my sisters. Come on, somebody. Amen. Mm -hmm. Say, so, Pastor, what are you saying? You shouldn't love yourself. No, I'm not telling you not to love yourself. Obviously, you need to love yourself because if you hate yourself, then you got more issues. We need to deal with that. You need to love yourself. But that's not in your Bible. Amen. Because the truth is, is you can never truly learn how to love yourself until you first learn how to love God, and then you learn how to love people. Once you learn how to love God, and you learn how to love people, then you can love yourself. That's the way the Bible was written, amen? I mean, when Jesus asked the question, and most of the time when people use this scripture, they say, I got to love me. I got to love myself. I got to love my neighbor as I love myself. How many of you ever know that scripture? Come on, amen? He said this, he said, the law... And the prophets was wrapped up in two commandments. Everybody say two. two. Not three. Two. Not three. Amen. Jesus said it was two. Come on, somebody. Amen. He said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your soul, body, mind, soul, strength. Everything that is in you, you love the Lord your God. Then he said, you shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. Amen. In other words, Jesus took for granted that everybody was already in love with themselves. That's good, Pastor. Come on, amen. Because being in love with yourself is the nature of fallen humanity. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5 says it this way. No man ever hates his own flesh, but he nourishes it and he cherishes it. Come on, amen. Listen, if you don't believe that, how many of you know everybody in this room today made sure their belly was full before they went and fed the homeless person? Some of you didn't even feed homeless people today. Why? Because you nourish and cherish yourself first. Mm. 
Y'all ain't shouting at me no more. Are y'all all right? Come on, amen. So Jesus was taking for granted the nature that people already lived in a world where they already were selfish and they already loved themselves. And he said, what I want you to do is love other people the way that you're in love with yourself. In other words, learn how to put other people's needs in your life the way you fulfill your own needs, the way you take care of yourself, the way you feed yourself, the way you bathe yourself, the way you dress yourself. Love people that way. I mean, most of us have no problem saying, God, I need to love you more. We don't have an issue with that. God, I need to love you more. Where most of us get hung up in life is loving people. Come on, amen. You mean loving people is going to help me in my spiritual walk? You mean all this really matters? Yes, this all matters. Yes, it does. In fact, Jesus compared loving other people to loving God. He said it's one and the same. First John says this, how can you say you love God whom you've never seen and hate your brother who you're hanging out with every day? How can you say that? In other words, you're telling me that you are in love with an invisible deity being creator and you want a relationship with this God, but you don't care if you have a relationship with the person sitting next to you in church. We're too busy with life. Come on, help me, amen. We don't want to reach out to nobody, but everybody in our little sphere. Praise the Lord. Let me help you. That is not the way the kingdom of God was set up to operate. But we listen, especially in the United States of America, we are programmed for independence. It's in our constitution. It's not called the Declaration of Dependence, and it's not called the Declaration of Interdependence. It's called the Declaration of Independence. Amen? And, and we sing these songs all the time. It's got to be me. You know? I had to do it my way. Right? It's ingrained in our culture. It's all about me. We celebrate lone heroes, the Lone Ranger and John Wayne and come on somebody help me and Jason Bourne and this one guy that takes on the whole world defending the independence of the United States of America and they kill 5,000 people all by themselves with a toothpick. And we're like, oh, he's awesome. He saved America. Right? Come on somebody, Amen. Can I just tell you something for sure? God did not call us to be lone heroes. He called us to be the body of Christ, to live a sacrificial life for our brothers and sisters. There was only one lone hero in the history of this world, and his name was Jesus Christ. And he didn't wrap a bandana around his head and put a knife in his teeth and swim through a swamp up to the Roman Empire and stab Caesar in the back and wipe out the legion of the Roman Empire. That's not how he did it. Now don't get me wrong, he could have done it that way because he's God all by himself. He could have snapped his fingers and wiped out a nation if he wanted to. But that's not how he conquered everything. He let them crucify him and hang him on a cross and sacrificed his life for all of mankind. And now he says, this is the way I want you to love everybody. I want you to sacrifice the way I sacrifice. I want you to prefer your brother and your sister the way I preferred them.
thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m. right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981, and ask for your free copy of The Love of the Father. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. Navigating the real estate market in Florida today can get a little crazy. Ozzy Carbonell of Century 21 on Professional is here to help. Today on the Treasure Coast and in the Palm Beaches, the housing market is back in full force and there are a number of financing and home buyer programs. Understanding and incorporating the right program can be essential when purchasing real estate. It also can be very time consuming and painstaking. In short, the complexities of purchasing a home in today's market can be like riding on a crazy train. Home buying doesn't have to be crazy. Ozzy Carbonell of Century 21 All Professional is offering a free seminar on how to prepare to buy a home, what programs are available to you, and how you can qualify. You can sign up for this free seminar by contacting Ozzy Carbonell at 561-201-5499. The number again is 561-201-5499. También hablamos en español. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org.
Well, good morning still. Our time, 1130 at WCNO, and we're grateful to have all of you out there tuning in and listening. You know, we had a little challenge a little earlier today, a $200 matching funds challenge, and just in case you missed it, we had Jeanette from Boynton called in and gave a $10 gift right there at the end and finished that up. We're very grateful and thankful to her for that. And so Gordon's matching funds challenge was met. He kind of made an unusual challenge to raise the 